This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in on another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams, Jake Meyer, sitting right across the table from me. He is my co-host. He is my producer. He does it all around here. Uh, Jake, how are you, buddy? It's it's good to be here. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Uh, I missed on Friday, and yeah. uh, you know I'm, I'm just glad to be back. Oh, man. Well, we missed you, too. Uh, Danny Bailey did a good job, but we missed you around here. Um, since then, the Broncos had a nice victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Um, it was everything that you could have ever wanted in a preseason game. Um and let's talk about it, okay? You want to talk about it? Absolutely. Okay, so here's what I think. I think that for one, number one rule of preseason and number one priority is staying healthy. Okay, if you guys you don't get any of your guys injured, um, that's a huge monster mega win, almost no matter what happens during um, the game, a preseason game. Um, Health is wealth. That's for sure. Um, the Broncos played a lot of their A players. I was trying to get Jerry Judy and KJ Handler off of the field. I was like, okay, we've seen enough. Uh, can we shut these guys down now? They're ready to go. Um, and uh, the defense did its thing as well, including your number one pick and Sertan the second. Going pick six, looking the part, and you know, looking like a mini champ Bailey. Actually, not a mini, a full-size champ Bailey. But he's a big man. It was everything you could have wanted. And we didn't even talk, you know, haven't mentioned Teddy versus Drew yet. So before we do all of that, tell me about a little of the, you know, your highlights and some of your lowlights from from the game. Just first thoughts of first. First of all, the uh, the pick six was the highlight of the game of the game. Okay, cool. I like he's your number one draft pick. You know, Pat Sertan's got a lot of. Lofty expectations. Everybody already wants to put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, on draft day, they're saying, "Oh, if anybody's going to be a Hall of Famer, it's going to be this guy." So he lived up to the expectations, and it was a perfectly jumped route. There was no way he was going to take it to the house. He had a clear shot to the end zone right after that pick. I, I thought that was the highlight on the defensive side. I mean, Sertan's got to be so great in order to ever make anybody forget about now that Justin Fields is seemingly turning into a superstar overnight. Uh, maybe we talk a little bit at the end of the podcast, maybe the second half of the podcast, just what else happened around you know, the NFL in preseason week one, especially with all the rookie quarterbacks who were just kind of, I thought, spectacular, which made me sad a little bit. <laughs> um, I mean, outside of you know Teddy and Drew, the other highlight would be K.J. Hamler. Okay, I mean, and I, you know, I have Jer- other ones, so I'm liking that you're saying this. You know, a lot. Jerry Judy was a good highlight as well, but KJ Hamler yeah. show, showing off that speed. Yeah, and he he seemed to find the soft spot in the zone. Uh, he he's starting to. Well, he looked like an explosive type of player. Yeah, he's he's really starting to um, develop as a wide receiver, not just with his speed, but also with his yeah, route running. For sure, 
you know, again, some guys don't take it to the next level, level. but also some guys needed, you know, NFL coaching, NFL standards, and, you know, NFL touches and reps and, you know, um, man strength, not just, you know, uh, collegiate strength. Right. In order to become a great player, that, that does happen. Some players are better players in the, you know, better pros than they are uh, collegiate players. That happens quite a bit. I think that's Patrick Mahomes. No one saw this kind of Patrick Mahomes in college. They, he wasn't like he was a good player, but not like this. So, um, okay, do you know what? I'm going to give you a couple here. Uh, Javante. Mm. Who we've we love Javante Williams before the Broncos drafted him. We do you know we do draft stuff like any sports talk radio dudes do, and he was a guy who I thought had a chance to be an incredible player. When the Broncos moved up five spots to get him, I had to change my shorts. <laughs> so yeah, really. Um, so then when he's out there yesterday doing that thing on what thirty yards on five carries, couple nice ones, had a touchdown which they called it back. Um, looked the part. Because we brushed on it on, I'm not sure, on the podcast or on the radio show or maybe both, that if this team has a bunch of success this year, then I think it's Javante Williams who's like the motor of it, the life force of it, and um, they do special things, they meaning the offense. And mm-hmm. they meaning the defense too as a perfect complement to a team um, that has a run game. If you have a great defense – Actually, the number one way for your great defense, especially a really, really good defense to shine, is with a complement of an offense that runs the ball. Of course, you know, you might want to have a, a Peyton Manning type of offense. But, man, sometimes Peyton Manning goes down there and scores so quick, your defense is back out there on the field as well. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's your defense is so good, you're giving extra possessions to the, you know, the to the other team's offense. Or your offense is so good, you're giving um, – uh, did I say that right? Yeah, uh, your offense, your defense. Your uh, offense is so good. Right. You're going down there and four players, bang, 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 scoring. You're putting your defense back on the field. Right, so, right. Um, scoring know, too quickly. Um, it's, you can't appreciate, I guess, a defense, even if it might be a really good one when you have an offense that obviously is world class. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I do this a lot with when, I, when we talk about Javante, just because I feel like the Broncos should mold their offense like the Browns have theirs. Um, with the one-two punch of That's Kareem really Hunt well said. and Nick Chubb. That's well said. Baker Mayfield doesn't have to play out of this world. Listen, actually, when, And they made the playoffs dude, last year. Since reeling him in, since reeling Baker in, and you have, I mean, again, you have two running backs that, I mean, are two A running backs in terms of talent. A holes as well, Kareem Hunt, total <laughs> you know, scumbag. But, you know, Nick Chubb, I loved anyone would love to have him. Um, I think a Melvin Gordon and a Javante could be a poor man's version of that. And, you know, it, with the theory of getting to that team's equal, I like that a lot because on the show today, I mentioned Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. As like, why is Tennessee able to do what it does? Um, well, again, uh, Tannehill went had 31 touchdowns, whatever it was. I actually don't think that's as good of a comp as your stuff because I think Ryan Tannehill's a great player, underrated, and um, I think Tennessee's going to be really, really good this year. Yeah. But more of a compliment or more of the comp uh, would be um, the run game that Cleveland has with a quarterback play that's just enough and a good defense, which made them you know, borderline elite this last season. So if the Broncos if are going to mold themselves, not in the future, the um, future. future, not in the future moving forward, this is who we want to be, but the way they're currently constructed right now, that's what I would be looking at. And how did the, how did the Browns pull this off this last year? Um, 
I love that, Jake. Good yeah, stuff. I, I, that's going to give the Broncos the best opportunity to win, especially we saw the Browns give the Chiefs a run for their money yeah. in the playoffs. So it's a good recipe to keep Mahomes off the field with a great running game and a strong defense. Yeah, well, so that's even the only way they have a chance field. to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah. actually, that plays into, again, right? So, you know, we'll maybe finally talk about these quarterbacks a little bit. Um, Drew Locke has stole the hearts again of many of Broncos country. Flashed. You know, um, looked really good. Didn't throw the ball as much as I would have liked to see him throw the ball. But Drew Locke did the job perfect, gave Broncos country exactly what they wanted out, you know, out of him, especially the guys who really believe in him is the quarterback of this team. Drew Locke did a job. You can't really say a bad word about Drew Locke. But then Teddy comes in and is near perfect as well. Uh, And I think, again, I just think Teddy's more of a sure thing. I think Teddy can duplicate and replicate that performance more than Drew can. So, again, I'll tell you, Jake. I maybe don't want to be more wrong on Drew Locke than I've ever been wrong on anything before. I'm willing to be, I'm telling you, more wrong on Drew Locke and eat crow, eat a poop sandwich if this guy turns into the guy that we would hope he could turn into. Right. But I'm, I don't know. It's like... uh, once you cross me once or once you cheat on me once, I can't trust you again type of stuff. And I just felt like burned by Drew and he'd really have to do something special for me again in preseason game number two um, against some real opponents. You know, it's easy when you play against a fat kid and a bunch of rejects, you know. Uh, you shut your mouth, Phillips. But um, Teddy, I mean, Teddy did his thing. He's like cool, calm and collected. He never lets, like, the emotion get the best of him. And while he's not going to throw it down the field as much as you want, I really, when you see Teddy, it's like he knows how to move the ball down the field. You know, Drew Locke was like, bang, bang, you know, um, you know, bang, 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 and out of there. And that big plays and the stat line looked incredible. But, like, in terms of, like, running the offense and moving the ball down the field stuff, um, I guess he didn't have to. But I wanted to see some of that at Locke as well. Right, right. That's the number one thing that Can't have it all that Locke needs to display uh, is that that he can matriculate the ball downfield, make mistake those free. Right, mistake free. And we all we all already knew that Drew Locke had a big arm. And sure, we saw him throw a, a deep ball to KJ Hamler, and it was it was the biggest play of the game. Yeah. But we already knew that Drew can do that, and. I, I and he's going against you know like you said backups fat kid and a bunch of rejects. Um, you shut your also, mouth, Phillips. Sorry. Also, Teddy was doing the same thing. Um, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. They're, they're, they're supposed they're, to look. Their like best this. thirty-one players didn't play, right? Yeah. The Vikings' best thirty-one players did not play, and we really played some guys who really matter for us. We played some of our best players. Yeah. That is true. So Drew and Teddy almost had to do that. Yeah. They had to do that because they're supposed starters or supposed you know for this team guys who are are frontline guys so you got to go beat their you know um their backups and their in a lot of cases their third string guys if they didn't do imagine what we'd be talking today 
the kind of smack would we be running on both of those guys today. So again, when they do a good job, we can't really say about bad thing other than the number one thing with Drew has been the consistency. He's got to come back and do it again. You know, one three touchdown game or one big half against the Texans doesn't make me think, whoa, he could do that every game because I didn't see it again for five games. That's why I don't think he can do it every game. And in a and in a division where uh, Mahomes had 37 touchdowns, Herbert threw 31 touchdowns, and Derek Carr had 27 touchdowns, I need to find about 30 touchdowns of my own, 26 or 27 touchdowns of my own from my quarterback. So who's going to get me there? Well, I think if Drew Locks is, is able to and allowed to throw 30 or 27 touchdowns, it's going to come with 20 picks. It's going to look like mm-hmm. ugly Phillip Rivers in the early years where he's going to throw you know, touchdowns, but he's going to throw a bunch of picks too. That'll cost you games. So again, is that what you're looking for? Is that what you want? Or do you want Teddy Bridgewater who I believe can get you 23 touchdowns or 24 touchdowns through the air and then 4 or 5 on the ground? And limit the turnovers. And so that's 28 touchdowns and I think that's against single digit turnovers, Jake. And that's it. So again, um, I will. I'm not going to say that guys can't develop. And Drew Locke has now turned a corner. Maybe he has. I just think it's unlikely. And like I proved to you today, a zebra doesn't change its stripes. You're like what? What? Big cheer? What is that? Um, are you kidding me? Uh, you're like well, that's not even a real saying. Danny. Is that a saying? So then we had to look it up, and of course it was a saying. Jay, come culture. You got me. You I'm got cultured. me there. Irvin Joe. I'm from the school of Irvin Joe. Um, but uh, okay, let's call this a halfway point of this pod. Uh, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Jake's at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Uh, find this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast anywhere you could subscribe to podcasts. It's very important that you do that for us. We appreciate that. Anywhere, give me the places you could. Spotify, uh-huh. Apple Podcasts, uh-huh. Speakers, yes, or Spreaker, Go sorry. Girl, uh, Stitcher, Podbean. anywhere. I might have made that up. We weren't sure. Danny Bailey and I weren't sure if we made that up or not. But uh, yeah, so and then uh, comment on the podcast as well. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. MileHighSports.com. You can check it out. Mile High Sports app. It's really nice, the Mile High Sports app. I, mean, I don't have a bunch of apps on my phone, Jake. Just a handful of ones that I've added to my phone. The Mile High Sports app is one of those. Beautiful app. Um, okay. Rest of preseason one action, uh, guys, the rookies who we want to kind of talk about, um, and then maybe some other guys who like Tua we'll mention here in a little bit too. But um, let's start with the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, Justin Fields was my Give me guy. Give best of the my, rookie quarterbacks. Okay, my guy coming out of the draft was Justin Fields, so yeah. I'll try not to be biased. Well, that's impossible. Um, but I'm going to say Trey you Lance. You love him. Trey Lance might have been the number one. Ooh, number one I rookie. was going to go with Trey Lance too. Do you know why? Why? Because Trey Lance was my number one guy, and I really like Trey Lance as well. So for you to say that, I respect you. Um, Okay, Trey Lance was great. He's built like a brick poop house or brick uh, poop brick house. Is it a brick poop house or a poop brick house? It is a brick poop house. Okay. Um, And then uh, Justin Fieldsman, after a couple little mistakes, looked like a a, a superstar, overnight superstar. Bouncing back the way Justin Fields did was phenomenal. And coming back... You know, yeah. from down, uh, I think it was, what, 10, 13 points? Yeah. And coming back for the victory, that that showed a lot. That sh- showed a lot of guts. What about Trev? Trevor Lawrence, you know, he was pedestrian. You know, uh, he had a good the numbers were touchdown nice. pass. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought— Throw it to Tebow! I, He's I, wide open! I thought we would have saw a little bit more from Trevor Lawrence, okay. but— um, I think— um, 
herb is tight vested, you know, close to the vest. He's not going to let anything really see what they're going to be doing yeah. until it's really showtime. And it's about the, you know, maybe just the speed. Um, it's really vanilla stuff here. Yeah. Preseason game but, number you know, one. I think Trev, again, he's supposed to be a prospect out of this world, like the likes of Cam and, you know, Elway and, you know, Andrew Luck. He's like that. So we'll see if that's the case. Um, Overrated. Yeah, Josh Allen. Well, we'll see. He's you overrated. Know, I think he's got a lot of Josh Allen in him. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Let's take that for data. Okay, what about uh, Zach Attack? Yeah, he looked okay. You know, um, I Is thought... Is he doomed? Does he have any chance to have success with the Jets? No, he has no chance. Uh, he's going to be... I don't know if he's going to be a bust because of the Jets yeah. or if he was going to be a bust anyway, um, but I think the Jets are going to definitely hold out. him back. I have back. a question for you. Who would you rather, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson or Darnold? From this point on, Darnold's still like 23 or 24 years old, uh, is um, uh, Sam Darnold. You know what? Give me Zach Wilson. Just because Sam Dur- Darnold has is... already crashed and He's burned. so injury prone. Ooh, yeah. And that that's the one thing I don't want in a quarterback who who can't stay on the field. Yeah. And then there's the timing's going to be all mixed up. So I'm, I'm going to just stick with Zach Wilson for now mm-hmm. until Sam Darnold can prove that he's no longer injury prone. But... If we're talking about it from a skill set standpoint, give me Sam Darnold. I'm interested to see what Darnold's going to be like in Carolina. I think he's doomed with his, you know, college coach there, but also now he's got a kind of a college quarterback in a lot of ways. Right. You know, Teddy was like too good for Carolina. He's like, get me out of here. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, Sam Darnold, I think it's like he just doomed from the start. The makeup, the whole thing is a little bit too much pretty boy now, you know? Yeah. For me. Uh, and I, you know, I tried to like him, you know, like I like guys that maybe everyone else doesn't like, like the bad guys, duh. duh. But, uh, I really like Trey. I really like Justin Fields. Um, uh, we both like Justin Fields, but you really liked him a lot. And I really like kind of Trey a little bit more. Um, I still like Fields more than Trey. But, I know. I know. I but get Trey Lance had the better performance preseason game yeah, number it was one. Close. Um, um, Justin Fields was really good. There's what? one guy we're forgetting about, and that's Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones You're with right. the Patriots. Uh, he played a little bit earlier. Everybody, everybody else played, uh, you know, this weekend, but Mac Jones played on Thursday, and he looked good. Uh, well, his first pass, oh, his dude. first NFL pass, was uh, perfect. Everything that Justin Fields and Mac Jones will for you know do. From ever from this point on, ever matters to Broncos country. Oh, yeah. We'll hold regret for the guys, disdain for the guys, wish the worst upon them. Any successes they have will feel like they should have been ours. Um, that's just the truth, bro. I mean, like I really believe that kind of stuff. Um, it, it it's what it is. It's like Justin Fields is he was ours and we passed, and Mac Jones too. We think we were too good for Mac Jones, who just won a national championship, looked like Joey Burrow out there. Um, Bro, I don't know. I, I it's I hold grudges for one. I'm spiteful. <laughs> You're still talking about Josh Allen yeah. to this day. It's a bittersweet to this surrender. day. Um, yeah, I just think like it's I can't. I'm not gonna live it down. I love Sertan the second, um, and I think he has a chance to be a great player, Pro Bowler, like right away, like really good. But man, if the Bears. After, I don't know, how many years? Since really 1985, I guess they went to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. I'm not sure how that happened. 
Bears are we thought they were. Um, they are we thought they were. If you want to crown them, ask them to crown them. But uh, if he's the guy who you know, takes that franchise, who hasn't had a great quarterback since Sid Luckman was leading them boys in 53, you know, um, then not only will we be eating poop, but his legend will grow at like an incredible status and rate and we'll just be left in the dust and everyone will be wearing bears. Number one jerseys fields, bro. Yeah. Justin Fields has an opportunity here to revive a franchise that's halfway in the grave. Um, The bears haven't been relevant. Well, I mean, they made the playoffs last year, so I guess you could say they're relevant. Yeah. Um, I mean, like competing for championships. Right, right. The playoffs doesn't matter. That's what relevant is, is competing for championships. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think Justin Fields, along with this defense, since they were already a playoff team last year. Tennessee and the the Browns, they're barely relevant. So does, you know, like the Redskins made the playoffs. I don't think the Redskins are relevant. I mean, competing for championships. All right. Um that's it. That's the podcast. That's a Monday podcast that I like. To keep it uh, uh, tight here, like a tight, a tight, like Jake and I. Uh, we'll be back um, with another couple podcasts the rest of this week. Subscribe to this podcast. We appreciate you guys if you just spent the last uh, 20 minutes of your life with us. Check us out on Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., Monday through Friday. Check out the Mile High Sports app. Uh, a lot of ways to get involved. You can watch us on MyEyeSports.com, Jake and I. Uh, don't look at me. Okay. You can look at me, I guess. You're making me nervous. But, uh, Jake, good job. We appreciate you Thank guys. You. And we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.